How many of you think you know a lot about the Bible? Anyone think they know a lot about the Bible? All right, no, raise hand. Okay. All right. I want to, I want to put up a couple of quotes. All right, and I want you to tell me which quotes you think are found in the Bible. Which one is found in the Bible? Okay. So we could go to the next slide so we can see the the, the different quotes. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Is that found in the Bible? Yes. Yes. Alright, so who say yes, it's found in the Bible. Alright? Who say no, it's not found in the Bible? Alright. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. How many of y'all think it's in the Bible? How many of y'all think it's not in the Bible? Alright. Money is the root of all evil. How many of y'all think that's in the Bible? Alright? Turn us down. D. God helps those who help themselves. How many of y'all think that's in the Bible? Alright, what if I to tell you that none of them are found in the Bible? None of those quotes are found in the Bible. Not one. That's someone who doesn't turn their cell phone. <laughs> the closest one to be found in the Bible would be C. But what does the Bible say about money? The love of money, right? Alright, so none of these are found in the Bible. Even though we hear them all the time, and we say them, and even maybe our parents have said, especially A, right? When they want your room clean, what do they tell you? Alright, they want your room clean, you know that's If your room clean, that means you're godly. Now, you should want to keep your room clean, but that may mean that you're a godly person. You see, we have to understand that we need to know the Bible. We need to know what we believe. We need to know because just like we can get mixed up in some of those. And listen, those things are nice. Those things are good things, but they're not in the Bible. Some of the other things that we might hear is this. God will never give you more than you can handle. How many of you have ever heard that? The Bible doesn't say that. All right? That doesn't mean that, oh, we could, oh, we could just come. No, no, that's what it means. Just follow your heart. You know? These are things that people say the Bible says. Another one that says, love the sinner, but hate the sin. Alright? That's a big one that people like to say. Love the sinner, but hate the sin. These are things that people like to say that the Bible says but they're not found in the Bible. As you know, last week we started talking about prayer and we started talking about how in a new year, we all make your different new commitments. And like I said, some of those commitments are great. Some of them are trying to bring my Bible one and hopefully that's what you're doing. But tonight, we want to continue, we want to talk more about that. I want to ask you, how do you feel about praying out loud? Anyone here like to pray out loud? All right. Tell me, raise your hand like to pray out loud. Okay? But let me ask a question. How many of you find it awkward to pray out loud? How many of y'all find it is scary to... to Sometimes. Alright? Sometimes. Now, listen now. I, listen now. I will make sure I... Because I know in our school system today, whether it's trying to type out a prayer and give to you, I'm talking about that. Can I can be honest with you. I, I don't like that. I'd rather you go up there and you just say, 
a prayer for 30 seconds and be done with it, and I come from you, then your teacher give you a prayer, and they type down and it sounds so eloquent and they have these big words, then I'd rather come straight from you. But like I said, some of us, we some of us say we like to pray out loud. But what if I had to tell you that sometimes praying out loud is probably the best thing for us? In the sense of, sometimes we can be home by ourselves and let's pray out loud. Just talk to God out loud. Someone may think you're crazy because they may wonder what you're doing. But sometimes we need to just express ourselves to God. And we see it all through scripture. We see people like David who cried out to God. Who said, God, create me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. We see people who have just cried out to God because they didn't know nowhere to turn. Where else to turn but to God? I want you to think about a time in your life when you didn't know what to pray. How many of you ever been there? You just don't know what to pray. Alright? Alright, a couple lines are alright. You just don't know what to pray. You're just like, I'm just going through a motion. I'm just praying because that's what I'm supposed to do. I have no idea why I'm praying. I have no idea why I'm saying what I'm saying. But I really don't know what to pray. But I know I need to talk to God, so this is what I'm going to do. Alright? Sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes we don't know what to pray about, what to say. But it's just like any conversation. We need to understand that we need to do it. Tonight, we want to talk about something. And we sang a song talking about the red letters. Alright? We talked about how the Bible shows us ways to pray. The Bible has scripture that we should pray. When we don't know what to pray, we should look into God's Word and pray using Scripture. <coughs> and some of you may be saying, well, why are we going to pray what God already knows in His Word? Alright, why are we going to pray even though God already knows what's in His Word? Why am I going to repeat those same words back to God? I have a question. How many of you repeat things about your parents said to you? Anyone? Um, you know, your grandparents, whoever may be. How many of you have ever done that? We've all done that, right? We repeat things that our parents have told us to do and things that they've told us. Or we repeat things that, stories that they may have told, they have said about themselves. Hey, Dad, remember when you said, have you ever told a friend I was thinking about at the time, the story the other day? We see all prescriptions, we see Nehemiah 9, 17. We see in Acts 4, which quotes Psalms 2, 1 and 2. We even see Jesus praying scripture while he's being crucified. In all these instances, we see someone talking to God by quoting scripture and quoting God's own word to him. You see, we need to learn to look at that. Just this week, for me, I was you know, going through a rough time and, and I felt like I needed to pray Psalm 51 for God to renew a right spirit within me. Just to cry out to God about it because sometimes we just go through these problems. We go through different trials. What if I could tell you the three reasons why you should pray scripture? Praying scripture does this. Praying God's word helps you understand Him. The better you understand God you're speaking to, the easier it is for me to talk to Him. That's number one. Number two, praying God's word reminds you of His promises. Again, God doesn't need to be reminded of His promises, but we often do. So when we pray to God and we sometimes say, God, you promised that you never leave me or forsake me. I know you're with me. And I know that as I think of the storms of life, I think of the disciples and how they went through the storms and, and God was there. Christ was there with them. 
The list goes on, all right? We have these reminders and we need to be reminded. The third thing is praying God's word helps us to resist temptation. Speaking God's own words back to Him is a reminder, especially when we're tempted or in trouble, that God is with us. Again, as we consider Scripture, this is God's holy word. He knows it back, front to back, back to front. He knows every word in it. But sometimes we need to look at it and say, you know what? I need to see myself. And you see who I am. There's a whole book called Psalms and you can easily pray back to God. And these are many stories of when people were feeling trouble in their lives and they said, you know what? I just need to cry out to God and they use scripture. But tonight we're going to look at a scripture that we looked at last week. And I want us to look at that because I want us to understand how we can pray that scripture. Because again, some of us may be thinking, why am I going to pray scripture back? Let me just read this passage for you. Let's read it together, right? Starting in verse 30. Together means let's do it all at the same time. Alright, let's see if we can do that. Starting in one, two, three. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways. Verse 34. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Verse 35. Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? The last verse. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Him be glory forever. Amen. If we look at that verse, we see a couple things. If we look at verse 33, Psalm verse 33, we see the wisdom and knowledge of God. It says God's wisdom and knowledge are deep and rich. We also see the judgment of God. It says His judgments are so far beyond us. We also see the counsel of God. These verses say there's no one above God's counsel. And last we see the generosity of God. God is generous, but there is nothing we can give Him that He needs. And sorry, lastly we see the glory of God. He's worthy of all the glory and honor forever. This is what we see from these verses. The wisdom and knowledge of God, the judgment of God, the counsel of God, the generosity of God, and the glory of God. We see this in this passage. So the question is, how can we make this personal? How can we make it applicable to praying it back to God? Well, we look back at verse 33. It talks about how, let me look it up again so we can look at it so you can really understand what we just read. Or it says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. We see just in that first part, we need to thank God for where you have seen God's wisdom in your life. Think of a time in your life where you know what? You've, you've seen God take you through something in life. You've seen Him help you through things that you know it wasn't from your own ability, but it was from the wisdom of God. Pray about these things. God, I thank you. Thank you for how you guided me through this time. How you helped me through this. Look at the second part of that verse. How unsearchable are his judgment. How inscrutable his ways. We can thank God that his judgment is better than your own. And then you can give an example. And you can think of one. Think of how God has showed you and revealed to you. Something that you know you shouldn't do. 
And he's revealed that to you to show you, hey, this is not what you should do. So that you have better judgment. How many of you have ever done something? And when you've done it, you realize, you know what? I made a bad choice. Anyone ever been there? I've been there. Alright? But then, on the other hand, you've been through something in life and you realize, you know what? I realize that if I were taking this road here, that could have got me in plenty of trouble. But God, you allowed me to see that better I go this way. How many of you ever been down our road? Alright? You know, you may have said, you know what, if I had to follow these friends, I could have gotten serious trouble. But thank you for allowing me not to follow them. We see in verse 34, as we think of Romans eleven thirty-four, we see an example again. That we need to thank God for a time when God's counsel helped you during a time when you really need Him. But who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been His counselor? Again, who knows the mind of the Lord? God Himself. But we need to try to seek that. We need to try to be, become and understand the counsel of God because there's no better counsel than God. There's no one better to counsel us. You see, before you go to someone, go to God about it. Talk to God about it. Because He knows better than anyone you can go to. As we think of verse 35, we see another thing in that we should thank God for His generosity toward you. Again, mention things that you're grateful for. Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid. When you consider what God has given each one of us, and I know that some of you come from circumstances that you say, wow, what can I thank God for? You know, my, I don't know who my mom is, I don't know who my dad is, I don't even know any of my parents. But guess what? Life could be a lot worse. Life could be where, you know what? You're not living. You don't have breath in your lungs. But the question is, do you thank God for, for what He has given you? You know what reality is for a lot of you in this room tonight? Is that I can look around and I know, you know, some of you might not have the most money. Alright? And I'm not, you know, not trying to put anyone down or anything. But guess what? Look at some of your shoes that you have on. Some of you got Jordan, some of you got different other shoes. Shoes that, let's be honest, right? It takes money to afford. Listen, alright, listen. Some people don't have money to have shoes. But God's giving you clothes on you. All these things God has given you they get from God. And the last thing is we think of verse 36. But from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. How do we normally end prayers? We normally end them by saying what? Amen. Amen. We agree with it, right? Now this, this end, alright? This part of the scripture is known as the hymn of praise, alright? We are giving God praise. We are giving honor. We are giving glory. We are showing him thanksgiving. That's why this last verse is so important. Thank God for being powerful and yet still loving you personally. When you consider this, and you consider how great and how awesome God is, and He loves you for who you are. I don't know about you, but guess what? Sometimes I'm a very unlovable person. I don't know why God would want anything to do with me. 
because I let him down so much. And if we're all honest with ourselves in this room, you know what? That's all of us. All of us fall short. All of us have nothing, in a sense, apart from God. But yet God wants to love you, and He loves you personally. He wants a relationship with you and me. I ask you a question, all right? If you want a relationship with someone, and that person doesn't show you the time or the day, Will you still want a relationship with that person? Yeah. No. No, right? But guess what? When we consider our lives, a lot of times we don't give God the time of the day. But yet He wants a relationship with us. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that we sing praises to. That's the God we pray to. And that's the God we can say, you know what? I thank you, God, for your glory. I thank God that you love me personally. That you know me by name. You know me from the inside out. You know the sinful being that I am. But yet you love me so much. That you sent your son to die for me. I don't know about you. But that shows me that there's a God who loves me. That shows me that there's someone who cares about me. That shows me there's someone I can talk to. So when we consider prayer, and as we consider how we can pray through scripture, the reality is that we can just look at it and we understand something. That prayer equals change when you pray with God's own words. Prayer equals change when you pray with God's own words. Because you know what? This book right here changes lives. This changes lives. And the only way this is going to change any lives is if you sit down and you read it. And you talk to God. What good is any book if you put it on the shelf? Don't you have to study for a test? Yeah. If you're a study and you read a book and you never take a book to class, what's going to happen? You're going to fail, right? Unless you're one of them students who everyone hates because you're just that bright and you can stay and you don't study and you're just good. Now that wasn't me, right? But listen, I encourage you, look at God's Word. Listen, I would encourage you if you have a Bible, and I know sometimes you think, well, where do I start? Read the book of Psalms. Start with the book of Psalms, all right? Because it's important to understand a lot of things. There's a lot of encouraging things in there. But remember this. Prayer equals change. When you pray with God's own words. Again, as I close. I want us to really consider. Consider how much God loves you. That he wants anything to do with us. Because we fail him every single time. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and mercy.
And Father, we pray that you just continue to be honored in everything that we do. Father, I thank you for your love that you, again, would send your son to die. That you would want to know us personally. That you would want a relationship with us. Father, as I think about just myself as, Father, I wonder why sometimes you would want anything to do with me. Why would you want me to be doing what I'm doing? Father, I pray that you would just, again, as you as we think of that, how much you love us, Father, you just show us over and over in your word, your grace and your mercy. And Father, how weak we all are. Father, we can be strong because of you. How poor we are. But we can be rich in love and mercy, not financially, but rich in your love. Father, I pray that you would just continue to be with us tonight. Again, that you would get all honor, glory, and praise. I pray that you see Amen. Amen. Amen.